0: Welcome to episode 11 of the We Can See You Sneaking Out podcast. I hope you're all well out there. Um, Over the weekend we saw the Champions League bring a close to the domestic season. Although we do have some internationals going on at the moment, I'm sure everyone is excited to start thinking about next season. We will have the usual summer filled with transfer rumours, picking your fantasy team and planning next season's away days of course. The Premier League fixtures have already been announced And as a Luton fan, it was a pretty exciting day. First day of the season and Boxing Day were the two fixtures I looked out for first. Um, One thing I will miss now that we're in the Premier League is the Good Friday and Easter Monday games. I'm sure all EFL fans and non-league fans will agree that that's such a good weekend for watching football. Uh, Episode 11, our guest is Joe, a Burnley fan. Joe runs the Turfcast podcast, YouTube channel and Twitter fan page. Burnley born and bred, he's been following the club all of his life. He tells us about being taken to Burnley by his dad before he was one year old and how he's now passing those experiences on to his own son. We talk about the incredible rise of Burnley from the lowest tier of English football to the Premier League, which led to European qualification and gave Joe some amazing opportunities to watch Burnley abroad. We talk about the intense rivalry with Blackburn and what it's like attending those local derbies. Joe has also followed England around the world, so we touch on some of those stories as well. He has some really funny and relatable stories, which I'm sure you will all enjoy. As we do move into the summer and the pre-season, I've been thinking about what different types of content I can bring to you, the listeners. Um, the Ashes started this week, and I am in the process of trying to find an England cricket fan to come and talk to me about following the cricket team around the world. Cricket tends to be played in different countries to football, so I thought it would be interesting to find out what it's like traveling to sri lanka india the west indies and those sorts of places i've also made contact with a gaelic football fan gaelic football is an amateur sport in ireland but i know people are really passionate and traveling their thousands to watch it so again i thought it'd be really interesting to know what an away day is like um, for the fans of that sport and it may be you have no interest in those sports but what we can relate to is the dedication and commitment it takes to following your team and the memories you make when travelling around. So keep your eyes peeled uh, for those. And if you have any other ideas of sports or teams you would like to hear about, then please get in touch. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at WeCanSeeYouPod or email us at WeCanSeeYouSneakingOut at gmail.com. But without further ado, let's get into episode 11. I hope you enjoy. Please take care, and I'll speak to you all next week. Okay, welcome to another episode of the We Can See You Sneaking Out podcast. Uh, this week, I've got Burnley fan Joe with me. Joe is a. Do you run the Turfcast, Joe?
1: Yeah, it's 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 me that runs it. Me that started it. Me that runs it. I will get other people to help out on uh, on Turfcast. Um, but yeah, podcast, YouTube channel. Currently in the process of building a website as well, and that is a world exclusive for you. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's it's just do everything. Just do everything, just do a bit of podcasting, a bit of, bit of, and obviously, now I'm going to obviously have to do some bit of articles and stuff, but yeah, mainly me.
0: Lovely, cool. Well, I'll, I'll, there'll obviously be links in the description for anyone that wants to, to um, go and check that out. <laughs> Um, and obviously we're here today to talk about um, away days and I know that you follow Burnley away from home a lot. So I guess my first question would be to you is, how did you come about supporting Burnley in the first place?
1: It's just one of them things. I'm Burnley born and bred. My dad's Burnley born and bred. My mum were Burnley born and bred. Um, my granddad actually was Irish, um, but it's okay. pretty much everyone um, is Burnley born and bred. My son as well. It's just it's just one of them things, isn't it? It's in the blood of it's... When you, I'm one of them that like, it you support local. I think there's a lot more to it when you support your local team. Like you can, you're more involved with the community. Unless of course, like you've you've got a father who supported a different team, but it's a similar sort of thing. But like you're more yeah. involved in the community. Like, I grew up on a street called Prescott Street, and it literally, right. you literally could turf from my mum's bedroom window. Like that's how, how close I was. Um, I was never it was never going to be anybody else. It's it's a thing in Burnley. If you're from Burnley, nine times out of ten you support Burnley. Um, yeah, it, we're only ever going to be Burnley, so yeah, family's all Burnley. I'm Burnley. I've got a little boy; he's Burnley. We're all Burnley. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. So, what? What? Um, how old were you when you started going to games?
1: Well, I my dad used to take me on in one of them baby carriers you know, at, at the front. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> would get a babysitter, so it's like instead of missing the match. He took me on in a baby carrier, um, so obviously I don't really remember the earlier games. I don't remember. I don't remember. There's no like big event where it was my first game because like I, I was going going on already probably from like six to eight months. He said he said he took me on before I ever won, um, so I know that much. Um, but apparently, yeah, obviously when Burnley scored, he used to cry because of the noise, which my little boy did on his on his first Burnley game, but. At one point, when the opposite team scored, and I were and I were chuckling to myself. So, um, yeah, the first time went on. I weren't even one year old.
0: So, have you taken your son in the baby carrier?
1: No, I, 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 I waited until he until he could walk at the very least. <laughs> Took him on his first game when he was four, um, early this season. And to be fair, it was a bit of a baptism of fire. Um, well, actually no, I'm I'm getting mixed up here. I took him out. I have a friend who's disabled, right? And, and and he sits in the disabled stand at the turf that did freshly built two new um the corners if you your way end and you look, there's two new corners, they're the disabled stands. And he was saying, like, Oh, bring bring your little lad on, there's loads of space. Cause my worry was there's not many seats around me, so I'd have to plonk him on a seat or something and or or sit behind and him sit with me and my dad or whatever. Yeah. Uh so the first game I went on. I was in the disabled end with him, and I was just on a, on a regular chair that you can move. It's just a chair, you know, with four legs sort of thing, not an actual physical chair that you can't move like most football seats. Um, and he was just pottering about behind me, like kept going up to the counter asking this lady for some sweets, and end I had to buy him some Haribo. <laughs> uh, it, but it, it just weren't, were not he was watching it, like, don't get me wrong, and like I've got some pictures um, on my, like, um, Alexa of him on his first game and he's like getting really into it and stuff at first. But he did get a bit bored after around half an hour and then started like playing behind him and stuff. Got into it a bit in the second half again. Um but we won two we won that one. But I remember when the other team scored, he was like, Daddy, Daddy, what does that mean? And I'm like, oh that means we're not winning anymore. And he's like, oh boom, mm. boom, rubbish Burnley. And I was, <laughs> And I was laughing. Um but his second game, the actual game where he sat with me, um I bought him a ticket but it was like Four rows behind me, and about eight seats to the right, and I'm like, I, I don't mind sitting over there on my own. With if my dad, mean his granddad, would sit with him, but then my dad was like, "Oh, I don't really want to just sit with him because it won't be the same. So why don't you sit here and we'll have him in between us? So we had two seats, three of us essentially, and that ended <laughs> him being on my knee, um, and the guy next to me, I, I don't think he would best pleased, but he's he sound enough to be fair. But we went one nil down. Um, and again, he's like, ooh, rubbish, rubbish, all this. like Everyone's laughing around him. Um, and it was against Reading earlier this year. Um, sorry, last season, but earlier this calendar year, I think it was. Um, and um, we scored equalise at like 88th minute, 89th minute, absolute limb scenes. Like, yeah, I've got <laughs> it! Like, loving it. But he's balling his eyes out because of all the noise. I didn't take him any air defenders on. I just I just took him on. And it, so he's bawling his eyes out. And everyone around him is like, oh, bless him. I remember. Yeah. When I used to bring him on. And he was crying. He's like, mummy, all this. And then we won it in like 100 190- and. You know, so, so not that obviously ridiculous, like 99th minute, 100th minute. Honestly, he just stopped crying. he just started being relaxed and getting used to his surroundings. And excellent. Yeah! <laughs> Nearly throwing him by accident. Absolute scenes it were. So that were a bit of a baptism of fire. Um, So we didn't go on again for a while because he we was like, Daddy, I don't want to go on again now till I'm five. Because at the time we were four. I'm like, all right then. And when we got Man City in the quarterfinals of the cup, so I knew it but and we were taking life. 8,000 or something dast. And I know when it's big crowds like that, it's not as hectic as it's it's weird. You'd expect with big crowds it'd be worse, but it's not. Yeah. Um, It seems a bit more tourist, for want of a better word. Like there's a lot of people who don't normally go on the away game. Oh, yeah, we'll have a trip to Manchester and that sort of thing. Yeah so we went on that and he enjoyed that and he, and he, and he watched most of it um, obviously we got tonked 6-0 so there were a lot of it going boo rubbish um, <laughs> but uh, uh, after around 60 minutes he, he spent most of it on my phone and I remember at one point when they made it 6-0 I was watching and I'm like oh, God's sake and I looked down at him and he was on the phone like that and he just went that's not Burnley is it I went <laughs> looking at the phone again uh, so yeah he's been on a few games now Um the problem is with Burnley now being a bit more popular than we used to be and doing quite well again, there's a, a waiting list for season tickets. Um, so oh, really? Get him a season ticket yet. Um, so he's on a waiting list. And hopefully, um, he can get one pretty soon.
0: That's amazing. Special memories, and I'm sure, obviously, you'll get more into it the older the older yeah, you get. He
1: started asking questions recently. He goes to football training now on. Um, Saturdays uh, and he used to do some on Wednesdays but now we've started doing cricket training on Wednesdays as well so he's getting into sport and he's asking questions I was watching the Champions League final the other night um, and I kept showing him was like who's playing and uh, just asking questions which he wouldn't he have done this time last year so he's definitely you know, getting into it a bit more
0: Awesome, that's awesome. So going back to you then, can you remember your first away game? Were you going at a really young age to away games as well with your dad?
1: Yeah, I don't think I was going in baby carriers. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if this is my first away game, but my first memory of an away game is being at Bloomfield Road in like early early nineties. Um, I think we'd won one nil. Um, my memory of it, it's a weird memory. Um, Bloomfield Road's obviously a lot different now, as the majority of football stadium is, to be fair. Um, yeah. We was on this terrace, and it was lashing it down, um, and I was freezing, um, and we were winning 1-0. And I just remember my dad just being angry at the referees, like, blow your whistle, blow your whistle. <laughs> I'm like, why is he not blowing it? Why is he not blowing it? Because like, this referee hates Burnley. He wants people to equalise and all that. <laughs> then I into football with this mentality back then of, like, everyone hates Burnley. Everyone, all referees are all idiots, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't remember it too well, if I'm honest. Um, still quite young. And, again, I'm not even sure if it was my first away day, if I'm being honest. Uh, my dad might be able to tell you. Um, I could tell you Parker's first away day. My little boy, like I've just said, Man City away, we lost 6 <laughs> nil.
0: <laughs> uh, well, hopefully he doesn't have great memories of that then. Yeah. So what 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 season was that? What division were Burnley in at that time?
1: It had been probably the Division 4 days. Uh, right. That would have been 91-92. It might have been. Years after that, where we'd have been in, you know, the, the Division Two days, which obviously uh, that's just after they have changed it all. Um, so Division Two, obviously in that earlier scenario, is Division Three, which is now obviously League One. Um, I, I'm not sure, uh, entirely sure. It might have been the '92 winning title-winning season. It might have been the season we won the playoffs in '94. But I, I'm pretty. It was early '90s, definitely, um, and I'd lean probably more towards um the playoff winning season in 94 but I'm not sure that might not even be my first away game like i said
0: and is, is there any away games then that stick out from those sort of early days when you were a, a young child going
1: um yeah i remember going to nottingham forest um we lost um i remember going to derby county we lost it it, it makes me laugh like as, as a burnley fan like my dad's his- stories of oh we you know we we jibbed onto a train and didn't buy a ticket and snuck in through it away end and then and then we got beat four 0 that's my dad's <laughs> always stories because Burnley were crap for years and when yeah. I was up, we were pretty crap um, most of my stories are yeah we got beat one nil um, <laughs> I remember going to Preston a lot because Preston obviously Blackburn's the biggest rival um, but obviously we, we weren't in the same. Um, stratosphere is Blackburn for ages. They were buying Premier Leagues, you know, while 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 we were languishing in Division Four. Uh, yeah, but I remember going to Preston quite a lot. I remember going to Deepdale quite a lot. But um, yeah, the memories really start coming in for me when I'm like, you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, that sort of age.
0: Mm. And what was your routine for going to away games then when you were that age? I, I assume you weren't sort of sneaking into away days and no. skipping skipping train fares with your no. dad at that dad at that time.
1: That was my dad's childhood. Um, <laughs> generation um it depends I-, I remember going to Crewe uh, on an opening opening game at season in early early 2000s my dad drove to that um I remember going all the way down to Portsmouth one year I think that was the same year Jesus uh, yeah that were a trick. we we got an hotel and everything um but we went on coach with that. We used to go with Burnley Supporters Club, obviously a sports club, on the coach quite a lot in my early teen days with my dad. we, like we, um, The season we finished, I think it was seventh in the Championship, our first season back in the Championship. We won the league. Uh, we won, sorry. We finished second in Division Two in 1999 2000. Yeah. Um, and we finished seventh. The, what is now the championship, um the year after. And that year me and my dad went to a lot. We went on Burnley supporters coaches all up and down country. Like I said, I remember going to Portsmouth, not uh, Nottingham Forest, uh where else did we go? Just trying to think. Just 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 going everywhere, all all around the country, um, and that's when that's when I started really getting into away games more, that sort. Because of, you're at that age now where you can appreciate it more, you can do more. Like, you yeah, know, I'm going with my dad, but you know, sometimes I'd meet my mates while I was there or something like that, and you know, get really into the football, get get into the banter as well. Because when you're four, year years old and someone's singing like an anti-Burnley song, you're not you're not bothered, you don't really get it. But then when you're thirteen, 13, 14 and someone's saying your towns a shithole, it's like, hey. Bye. <laughs> get right into it, so that, that's that's when I started getting into it, I think. Yeah.
0: And so in those days, sort of in the lower leagues, were there any grounds that stuck out as you thought, Jesus Christ, this is a shithole? Uh,
1: yes, Gunthorpe. <laughs> they've gone all the way down now. Um, and Bury as well, but I feel I'm saying that now because of the situation that they've been in, but I remember it's yeah. not actually that bad. Because I, I remember going to Bury back in day, thinking, wow, what a dump this is. <laughs> um, but then when I went, as I was a bit older, I'm like, nice little ground. I don't know if you just, as you get older, you become more accepting of uh, different, you know, everything's different and stuff. Yeah. But Bloomfield, oh, back in the day, like, I, I, that away game I mentioned, I think it stands out because it was an open roof. Like, there was no yeah. Roof. I was, it was lashing down, I was freezing. Um, Millmore, I went to Millmore once that right. Week. I think even Rotherham fans will admit that Millmore was a dump. I remember what pulled up <laughs> and on the back of the stand it was just a wall, just a red brick red brick wall. And on the top yeah. it had broken glass, obviously stop people climbing over. But that just seemed like so 1970s, 80s. <laughs> early yeah. 2000s. Yeah. I used to live when I grew up, like like I said, I lived the the, the the area near the turf, it's all like terraced housing and you know, basic housing, that sort of thing. And um there was um one of them, like electric units near my house when I was growing up, and that had a big red brick walls, red brick wall sorry surrounding it with broken glass on the top of it. I remember thinking at the time like living there, like oh they need to get rid of that, it's horrible. Then I went to Rotherham, and then Dan was like that. I was like Jesus, this is a dump. Um, <laughs> so, I think the one that stands out, the two that stand out most from early nineties will be Blackpool, but um, from when I was getting into away games quite a lot, probably Rotherham, uh, and I mentioned Fratton Park as well there earlier. That weren't great. The three stands that aren't the away end were all right, but the away end, again, open top. I think they've got a roof on it now. I've not been since.
0: Yeah.
1: I I went for a pee, and I was literally just peeing on a wall. There was nothing. nothing (laughs) That's all it was. So, yeah, there's there's been been some dumps.
0: (laughs) And was there any then that you thought, actually, this is quite impressive, or did you notice a change as Bernie started moving up the leagues?
1: Yeah, I think as we started moving up leagues, I remember going to Forest and thinking, even though Forest, it, 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 I've done it right now, because obviously we weren't in the same league last year, um, I was going again this year. Um, but I remember thinking Forest, when I went to Forest for the first time, I'm thinking, oh, this isn't that massive, but it, it could do with a lick of pain. Like, it, it <laughs> and, um, but I remember, going, as, as we were getting better, rather than going round grounds and thinking, oh, this is well we were round grounds and thinking, this is massive because turf, obviously turf moor it's, it's only like 21, 22, 000, So 22,000 and you've got the two very little stands. So when, when you go to somewhere like the City Ground and they're all decent sized stands, yeah, I, I remember as a kid just being overly impressed. But um, yeah, obviously round here, um, when we started first qualifying for the Premier League and, and stuff like that, my, Old Trafford has always been one that stood out for me. But I've always liked Old Trafford. I, I like grounds with character um, and I know Old Trafford these days again, could probably do with some regeneration, But there's too many grounds that look the same, like Huddersfield, Wigan, Bolton, they're all boring, they're the same. I, I like grounds with character. Old Trafford's got a bit of character. Not all the stands are the same. Same with Anfield. Um, that, that's got a bit of character. Like Yes, they're expanding Anfield, but they're not just making it into a boring bowl, you know what I mean? They're doing a good job with it. I've always liked Goodison. I'll be sad to see Goodison go, to be honest. Yeah. I'm glad we've gone back up or back this year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I do tend to like grounds with character. Um so old Trafford's always been probably my favourite other ground in the country, apart from Wembley of course. Yeah. I I'm
0: with I'm with you on that, absolutely. I've said it on previous episodes, that the grounds that are sort of stuck in the middle of a retail park are just
1: I mean it's it, when you get there and you can nip to Asda before a game, that's how <laughs> But I do. I love going. I love going to Man United and Man City away. Like, yes, we get beat every time, especially City. Um, but you get there's a bus around here called X43. It goes from Burnley bus station into Manchester. You get off there on Dean's Gate. It's a pub on Dean's Gate. It's a weather spoon called Moon Underwater. Starts. <laughs> and you make your way to the ground, and that's better because it's it's not like today, just in a retail park. Like, yeah, you can you can nip to Asda and get a you know chicken filly or whatever. But I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather be going around some pubs. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So, is, is that something you tend to do for away games? Find the local spoons.
1: Well, just any local booze, really. I mean, not so much as as much these days, um, because everyone. And like I said, I've always talked my little lad on on one away game, but all my mates have got Um So, um, but yeah, if I could do, if I could do what I wanted to do, it would be um, pretty similar to what we did earlier in the season. To be fair, um, who would we play first game of the season? Uddersfield. Um, we got the coach Accrington Claret Supports Club I think it was and what they do Accrington Claret not all of them do this but they go to a town that's nearby set off really early go to a town that's nearby and drink there um, right. and Aki Claris went to Chorley and there's a bar um, or a pub, should I say? Sorry, in Chorley, that's owned by a Burnley fan. So a lot of Burnley fans was pouring in there drinking. And then we went to Halifax, had a few beers in Halifax. <laughs> then Huddersfield. That's that's the best way to do it. Yeah, um, you're out at where you're not getting involved in all that. Like, there's not going to be any Huddersfield fans there. Not that Huddersfield fans have got an issue with Burnley, but you never know. There's always one idiot who. who... That's always the best way to do it. So, yeah, I'd like to go to a nearby area, drink a few in a nice, quiet area, but still get to the game nice and early so you can have a few and sort the atmosphere up around the ground.
0: Yeah, awesome. So was there any grounds then in those days that you went to? Because I guess as well as increasing the size of the stadium, there was probably, you were hearing louder noises as well, louder loudest fans. So was there any sort of set of fans that really stuck out for you in terms of being really decent home fans?
1: Yeah, and I don't think they're that good anymore. Um, but this is coming a bit more towards the present um, than sticking in the early nineties. Um, well, it is 2009. that it was two thousand and nine, um, the year we got promoted. We had a really good calling Cup run, which is obviously now, um, but I don't even know what it's called. Uh, EFL Cup. It's not yeah. got. Some- yeah. Has it? We um, nah. made a really good calling Cup run. Um, beat Arsenal at home. Beat Chelsea away. That's right. Stanford Bridge um, and then we got Tottenham in the semi-finals and we went to White Hart Lane I've not had a chance to go through a new new one yet the Tottenham up starts for Stadium um, we went to White Hart Lane and they weren't loud at first but they ended up winning 4-1 and I remember at the end like when they scored the fourth goal I don't know if it because I was just dejected or, but <laughs> the, the rows of them celebrating that fourth goal it were deafening I was like Jesus Christ they're loud Um so that one stands out uh, the, that the following year we got promoted um, anyway. So the calling cup heartbreak was healed slightly because um, we did go up at Wembley. Um, but I remember Man City fans back then again, they're another one that tends to get a bit of a bit, bit of banter these days. But I mean, I was literally right next to the City fans, though, for the record. So I don't know if that, you know, changed it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the City fans were quite loud. Um, it were quite funny, actually. I was giving quite a lot of banter. This is probably one of my favourite Ever Away Day moments because um, Burnley went 2-0 up, um, and I'm right next to the City fans, and they're giving me shit. It's like, oh, you fucking still going down anyway and all this. <laughs> we're not, though. <low>. We did. <laughs> but we went 2-0 up, and then they pulled it back to 3-2, and I was giving it large so much when we were 2 but I-, I used to have these, finger- uh, these fingerless gloves, and they were... Would- for these gloves and the stuff i was saying i don't know if i can repeat it but i was like basically i would have sort of like giving jokes about my fingerless gloves and this guy's mother <laughs> so he like giving it back and then they went three to up and i was like to say i know your listeners can't see me but to say they're on my right hand side like here i was yeah. watching the match that way and then if four the went that way i didn't go like that so i'd see him i just went like that and that like- looked <laughs> on my ass so I just didn't see him again. But we equalised like 91st minute. Oh mate, I've, I've, I've never, never met a B-line until this season actually I'll tell you about that later. But I've never met a for a fan before in my life and I've met a B line for instance to such to the point where the steward like grabbing me and trying to get me down. I'm like, I'm not gonna do all, I'm not that type of person. Want to celebrate in his face, but
0: uh, <laughs> that's so he, incredible.
1: Yeah, Spurs and City fans, but City fans are pretty quiet after that. Uh, but it was quite funny because he was like, "Outside, meet me outside, meet me outside," and it's like,
0: "Bye." <laughs> that's amazing. Dear me. So, to, did they become lucky fingerless gloves then?
1: Uh, I think I lost them not long after that. To be fair, <laughs> I, I used to use them because back, when our phones were still quite new and touch screen phones were still quite new, so I used to have them so I could still use my phone without having to. Take- <laughs> Whereas now? They make you use your phone on them anyway, don't they?
0: They do, yeah. <laughs> That's quality.
1: So let's talk about that then. That
0: that um, the playoff final at Wembley. I, I think I remember. Was that when Wade Elliott scored like the the long range goal? So yeah, was that your was ben. that your fir- yeah was that your first time at Wembley?
1: Um, first time at Wembley. Watching Burnley. Uh, I'd, I'd been watched the last ever game at Wembley when England played there, the old Wembley. Um, I think that was my first ever time at the new Wembley. Um so I had been to Wembley before uh, to watch England get beat against Germany. Um obviously because they were crap back then as well. crap now. Um but that was my first time at the new Wembley. Um we did qualify for the playoffs in 93 94. I was 6. My mum and yeah. her, um were no longer together at this point. Um and my mum had booked a holiday to Butlins um with my dad i think they were family and together with me um at butlins at the time when the player final was on um so my dad were like well the player final's on now we're gonna have to go i'll have to take joseph um and she was like you're not taking him you can't take him so we were like well i'm going she's like you go you're not taking joseph and i never <laughs> my mum's not here anymore but i never let her live it down I'm like, i can't believe he didn't let me go to wembley um but my dad went. He he hitchhiked from Wembley, uh, from Wembley, from Butlins. I don't know which Butlins it was in. I think it was Skegness. Scar- I don't know if that. Sh- um, he said he met some Burnley fans in a bar. Um, and they said they'd they'd take him, but he couldn't find them. So he hitchhiked and he had like, did the obviously thumb thing all the way down the highway. And it was these Burnley fans that picked him up. They were apparently they were late, so we ended up meeting the people from the bar. But um, obviously Burnley won um i don't know if i watched it or not tv there I, I couldn't tell you but my dad says he came back once um and he'd and he and he'd nicked a big flag from wembley a big burnley flag with like a stick on it and he said we <laughs> right, were celebrating he said he were running around skegness butlings with me on my shoulders and uh, me waving the flag chanting burnley songs but yeah that that um 2009 victory is the first time i watched burnley there and how was that nerve-wracking obviously it's a very good memory it's Probably one of my favourite, if not my favourite ever Burnley member it all was until recently, until we've achieved recently. Growing up, like I said earlier, I started watching Burnley when they were in Division 4. The majority of my childhood was where I got used to Burnley. We were in what is now League 1. We were in League 1 for years, like five, six years. And then when we got promoted to the Championship in 2000, we were there all the way till 2009. So I went through most of high school, all of college, Majority of university up until 2009 Burnley was just a, a boring mid-table, inadequate championship tie, tie Nobody really cared about anything about them. Then we got that promotion. I was like, I cannot believe, but we've got. I will witness Burnley in the Premier League. Obviously, they fully expected us to go down. Everybody did, and we did. Um, but it, it does leave a bit of a sour taste with the way that Coyle left in the end. Obviously, going to Bolton, um, kind, of, yes. that kind of ruins that Wembley moment for me. But that, that, with that day at Wembley, myself. <laughs> For years up until Parker were born, that that was the best day of my life just because, you know, witnessing Burnley. But it's weird. Like even though it was the best day of my life and it always was, the game where we beat Reading at Reading was my favourite ever away game up until this year. Um, I remember just being there and we scored two crap. Martin Patterson scored a screamer. Stephen Thompson scored a screamer. Absolute world is both of them. And everyone expected us to get beat because we finished fifth and Reading finished fourth. They were dominant, they were top of league. These are just fell away. Nick was still there. I'm trying to remember some of the players as well. Um, the goalkeeper, who I think it was Swedish, can't remember his name off the top of my head or Finnish. Um, but we scored two absolute worldies. I just remember at the end, just belting songs out, like, just belting them out, like, just bellowing these songs out. And I remember like just chanting, Sarah Sarah we're going to Wembley. And I was chanting it that loud. I was looking up so I could just... Project my voice as much. <laughs> it were we were so loud that night. That's my favourite ever away game. That one, but yeah, that that season, it's still despite what Coyle did, it's still it's still one of my favourite ever seasons because I was of a certain age. I was twenty one, so still young. St- football still meant everything to me. You know, I was at uni. Now you know, I've got a kid. I've got three self employed jobs. I've got a mortgage. So you know, even though your football team's doing well, and you want them to do well. It does not mean as much to you anymore. Um, yeah. So back then, yeah, one of my best ever memories of that following Berlin and best ever seasons, I think.
0: Yeah, and how did you find the experience of going to Wembley?
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I remember it was well, like today, absolutely sweltering. 25th of May 2009, it were absolutely sweltering. Um, and I had a lucky cagoule, so I had this cagoule on that I couldn't take off. And my dad had this big woolly hat on that he couldn't take off. So <laughs> okay, no. in that sense. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. We got the coach down. Uh, we actually had a bit, little bit of a, a crash up way down. Actually, um, Jesus, a, a, a company that that used to provide coaches called Fraser Eagle. They're not in existence anymore, and we crashed quite early on on the M6 around the Preston area. Probably a jealous Preston fan ramming into us. Um, it's just you
0: didn't get very far,
1: did you? <laughs> and then, But it's, it's a good thing because apparently this this coach were. I don't know how because it was only a bit of a bump on the back a car sort of like smacked in the back on the, on the side of it um but they' were like oh no it's not usable this coach anymore so we had to wait for this company to send another coach and that took about an hour so if we were like you know ready in way or something we might not have be been able to make it um but yeah other than that but I remember my dad saying said we're going to win now like, what do you mean? That like, we're going to win. That's our bad luck for the day. Like it won't. What two bad things will happen to us today? Like there's been plenty of times in my life actually, two things, but two bad things have happened to me that day. But was I told you? Soon as I crashed into us, I knew we'd win. I'm like there's no relevance whatsoever. <laughs> um, but yeah, the only thing that strikes me was getting out of Wembley. Um, it just took forever. I mean, obviously, we, we were last out because Sheffield United fans had, had gone out first. They'd have probably been back in Sheffield by the time we were on course, but we we just we just couldn't get out. I was stuck at Carport about two hours. That, that was the only thing, getting out. It was a bit of a nightmare getting out.
0: Yeah, and, but as you say, and everyone says it, don't they? If there's, a, if there's a way to go up, it's through that game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've experienced it all now. I've seen us win it twice, the Championship, obviously, that is... Um, and I've seen us finish second second's a bit of a damn squid um, yeah. obviously you're buzzing with promotion but then after that you're um, but I think my favourite ever season my favourite ever season following Burnley is the one that we've just had like yeah. to win it the way that we won it just be just constantly dominant apart from a, a, you know the, the first 10 games of the season when we're still finding our feet to win the league where we won it to win promotion where we won it like I've got nothing against Middlesbrough um, but it's like you know not too far away a couple of hours drive a lot of Burnley fans there it's, it's always better when it's away like I've, I've seen us win the league um, well no I've seen us win promotion should I say at home and yes it's good um, but it's always better when you're away and the best place to do it for a Burnley fan is obviously winning it at Ewood Park Like it's, everything about this season was just perfect the way we played football how dominant we were winning promotion with 2,500 Burnley fans at the riverside, side and winning the league at Ewood Park after they was as anything, and just said you're only having two thousand tickets because we don't want you to enjoy yourself at EWA Park. Well, we? <laughs> and we won the league at EWA Park, so that just makes it all perfect. This season, my favourite ever season.
0: Yeah, and it's incredible, isn't it? Because I was at the first game of the season in the away end, and I know it was it was very early on, wasn't it, for Vincent Company? You could yeah. you could sort of see the style he was trying to implement, but it didn't particularly work. That day, and obviously the way they've come on is just incredible.
1: Yeah, it was weird for us because obviously we're just used to seeing. Like, I've got nothing against. I, there is no correct way to play football. I'll, I'll fully admit, having watched Sean Dash football for the last six, seven years, and now seeing this different style, it's more entertaining to play football in this way. But like, I didn't mind. I didn't mind playing football in the Sean Dash way when we were winning games because it was fun. Because we'd rattle teams. Like we'd go to Goodison Park, set up defensively. Not really do anything with it, hit him with a set piece or a well-worked goal on one occasion and win 1-0. Then you go on Twitter and all like, goody Al, this is a disgrace for like <laughs> But then, like, 18 months of the dice rain, when we were losing every week, we were sliding towards it, it was just boring. Um, and I just got pretty fed up with it um but having experienced both sides of it um yeah i definitely do prefer it prefer it this way but um yeah that first game of the season i remember you could see the patterns that they were trying to do we had like inverted fullbacks and everyone's like what's this like i remember someone put on like burnley playing inverted fullbacks and everybody was just like from all around the world like burnley a what now it was so funny um and then when we won that game, right, Uddersfield ended up being a pretty dire sad. But I remember thinking coming away from that, thinking, "Hey, we could have a good season because Uddersfield only just lost out in playoff final year before, thanks to two dodgy VAR decisions." Um, but yeah, it took us a while to find our feet. But when we did find our feet, wow, well, we were incredible this season, absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah, are you then? Let's just think about that for a moment. Are you worried about company and and what might happen? Or do you feel are you are you confident that he, he's going to be sticking around for a while? <sighs>
1: I think I think he's definitely going to be here for this full season. Uh, it obviously depends how well he does in the Prem. Like if, if we if we have a season like Fulham and go straight through into the top, like because of the name that he already is, um, then then he will get poached. It, it's a miracle that Sean Dyche didn't get poached early. We finished seventh under. You imagine if if we finished seventh with Vincent Kompany, it will be in the Man City job the year after. They'll probably get rid of Pep for him. It'll be it'll be that good. But Sean Dyche was fantastic for us um, up until the last 18 months. And finishing seventh with the squad that he had and the budget that he had was sensational. Um, but he was never poached because of his name and because of his style. Um, yeah. Vincent Company's is a big name and he's got a very good style. So if we finish seventh or, or even top ten or even just well clear of relegation, then, then I think we'll struggle to keep him next year. But um, I think for this season, I think we can just relax, enjoy it. And hopefully, with with the, the way that Company is with us, with him... The top seven, we'll be able to, you know, attract and employ another big name, hopefully, um, because we, we did well to to bring him in. I felt, I felt, once Dice left, and then we had Ben Me and Mike Jackson there. Got nothing against them, too. You know, they, they did the best, but that just shows that you know that maybe we we're struggling to attract the names. That did worry me a bit, but then when we got company in, and like, that that's a good pull that we've done well there. Um, so Alan Pace, obviously the chairman. He's done well with his managerial appointments so far, so if company can drag us to be a top-ten Premier League side or whatever, um, then we will have a bigger stature about us at that point than what we did when company come in, so hopefully we'll be able to, to bring someone decent in when that happens. Cause I do yeah. think, point. I think he manages Man City, I, I think he manages Belgium. If he carries on on this trajectory, he, I can see him managing Belgium at, at a World Cup, uh, I can see him winning league titles in, in countries, whether it's England, Belgium, elsewhere, I don't know. He's just done so well. He's, he's so young as well. I think he's like a year older than me. Uh, yeah, but totally but um, yeah, I, I think he leaves and he goes on to to, to manage massive clubs and win titles.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it be interesting to see what happens. So just rewinding a little bit, and you've talked about it a little bit there, obviously winning the league away at Blackburn, biggest rivals, must have been incredible. I mean, that that is unbelievable, isn't it? And obviously when you started... When you got promoted to the championship and started getting promotion to the Premier League, I guess that gave you more experiences of playing against those rivals. So what are those what are those derby games like, particularly when you go into Ewood Park?
1: Yeah, they're tense. Like it's I know everyone says that their rivalry is the biggest rivalry. And i but in terms of pure hatred, like there's not many derbies that come close to it. There's, because there's, look at Liverpool and Everton. Yes, it's a big derby. But half of them sit next to each other at games. Man United, Man City, they just, they just, they live at the same city. They're all families of the same thing. Up until this season, I don't know. They picked the wrong season to get rid of it. But up until this season, Burnley Blackburn would. I presume you know what it is. Is what they call a bubble game where Burnley fans could not, and Blackburn fans, the away fans could not buy tickets for the away game. The only thing that we could do was buy a coach ticket, and then when we got on a coach at the turf, or he would in their case, they would hand us a match ticket, and that would then prevent us from going into Blackburn or getting the train into Blackburn. So so the two sets of fans just weren't allowed to mix at all. Um, They got rid of it this season, but... They still kind of kept it in the home game for Burnley. I, I just don't think they trusted the Burnley fans because I remember they, they erected this massive metal fence and i are walking down Bruncher Road because I live on the opposite side of town but my dad still lives in the the, the area near the ground and we walk down the street and you turn left and you're on Bruncher Road and you can and you can see, well, as, as, the, as the road bends round you can see. And normally you can see all the way into town, you can see all the thousands of people streaming down because they're coming from the town centre whereas we're walking opposite way. And you're going to see all the fans mixing together and all this stuff. And we walked down that street that day and there's this big, massive metal fence in the middle of a Bruncher Road, obviously, because they didn't want the Burnley fans to go over to the Batman fans and apparently they closed all the roads so all the police just marched the Batman fans onto the game. Um, so for years, they've, they've been this bubble game. I think I think there's only two fixtures left now that are bubble games and one's Swansea Cardiff and I think one is Chester-Wrexham but they have not played each other for years. So I think at the minute, it's just Swansea Cardiff. I might be wrong, but... Um, but for whatever reason, Lancashire like, Police got rid of it this year. Um, and there wasn't too much trouble. There was more trouble at Burnley than at Blackburn, I believe. But I think Blackburn had just given up by the time we went to, to, to win league there. Um, but yeah, it's tense. They're hard work. Um, I hate playing them. Like, I, I do not like it. Like, don't get me wrong, I've had some great memories. I've had some great memories. But growing up, remember, we didn't play them until I was 12. Like That was the first time we played them in my life. And they beat us at the turf 2-0. And I remember just being guttered, I was fuming. Because I don't know why, because I didn't have any mates who were black men fans, but I hated them. I hated them. Still do. Um and Yeah, I was then, just gonna I was just gonna ask like where
0: does that come from? Because you have obviously they haven't if they haven't played each other yeah, while you've been alive.
1: Weird it, it, it comes from the cotton industry days. Like the two towns dislike each other. Like my little boy now, all right, that's mainly me drumming it into his head but my little boy now like he said to me the other day he's like right daddy we're gonna race into the car and the loser is a Blackburn Rovers fan. And then he runs in car and then he gets in car. He's like, ah, you're a Blackburn Rovers fan. Um, yeah. the, the two towns hate each other from the cotton industry days because we are both competing for you know, for, 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 And we are both on the Leeds-Liverpool Canal, which is built for, for the cotton trade. They'd they bring the cotton from the docks in Liverpool, dropping it off at the towns on the way. Um, so, yeah, the two towns hate each other. Like my grandma... Um, she never had any any interest in football whatsoever. But I remember when I was about 13, 14, she's like, oh, what are you doing today? I'm like, oh, I've, I've just mixed into Blackburn to, to go to a shop or whatever. She's like, oh, why have you gone there? Why have, why, have you, why have you gone to Blackburn? I'm like, what does it matter to you? Oh, no, no, you oh, no, shouldn't we go there? And I, I think it comes from, like I said, the cotton industry days because the two towns, obviously, were, were big in, in cotton. You can still see the chimneys around Burnley from... not Obviously, there's not many left. Um, they're all, like, um, listed buildings. But you can still see the tears in Burnley from the cotton mills and stuff like that. And and, and Blackburn was same. we're both just competing for business. So I think that's what it is. Um, but, um, yeah, growing up, like I said, they beat us 2-0, first time I ever played them. Then I went to Weaver Park for the first time and they beat us 5-0. Oh, oh, oh dear. Yeah, and I remember thinking that... Like, this is my first taste of this derby and we've lost 7-0 on aggregate this season I don't want it anymore Uh, anyway they got promoted to the Premier League that season um, and we stayed down and we didn't play each other again for a while played each other again in the FA Cup I think it was 2004 2005 um, at Ewood they went 1-0 up then we equalised, and that the first time I'd ever seen a score against Blackburn. I at college by this point. You know, I was I was sixteen, seventeen. Um, <laughs> they won. Then they won, obviously two one. Then we eventually, like I said, we mentioned it already. but We got promoted in two thousand and nine. So I'm two. It's two thousand and nine. I'm twenty one years old. This is only the third time I've played Blackburn in my lifetime. Like it, it was just madness. Um, and then they beat us both times that season. <laughs> so I'm twenty one. I don't see Burnley beat Blackburn until obviously couple of years after that they got relegated so they were in the championship we drew 1-1 at home then drew 1-1 at Ewood um, then the year after played him at home again drew 1-1 Something like 25 at this point never seen Burnley be like been on this quarter <laughs> of a century um, and thankfully later that year uh, they went on the up. actually um, they went one the up at Ewood Park then we equalized through Jason Shackle uh, with a header uh, and then Danny Ings scored in about what 78th minute 80th minute something like that oh mate Absolute limbs. That like the the scenes there were just incredible. I couldn't believe I'd finally seen Burnley being But <laughs> and since then we've just beat him every time. Honestly. So I waited all that time and now we just beat him every time. It's it's brilliant.
0: What's it like between the fans and in the ground in those games?
1: Well between the two different sets of fans. Yeah. Some of the songs are horrible. Like we sing songs about Jack Walker being dead. They sing songs about us having sex with our sisters and stuff. It's it's just <laughs> missiles on I've, 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 there's always like some idiots like just running up and like holding flags and dancing like that so then someone will throw something and it's just like it's no need um they put they, they've never done it before but they put a big net up at, at the turf when we played this season because obviously the, the way end at the turf is half half yeah and we weren't petty like blackburn were and restricted tickets um we we gave them full allocation um so to do that, they put this big, massive netted curtain up to stop missiles. But um, it was netted and not like a fully fabric curtain, so things could get through. <laughs> it's not it, going to stop. A, not going to stop a coin, is it? Yeah. No, yeah. no. It, did, it stopped bottles, for example. <laughs> but it stopped stopping coins, um, unless you're a bit unlucky. But um, yeah. It's mainly the chanting, and then it tends to spill over outside. Not so much this year, I don't think. Um, but there's been some stuff back in the day where, you know, if you search it on YouTube, you can find it. A um, lot of lot of fighting outside the grounds and stuff, but I just tend to stay away from that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Awesome. But like you said, so you've had mostly bag and rights since that, after the 25-year wait.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and and there's nothing, no matter what happens in this rivalry now, that they will never, ever, ever undo the fact that we won the league at Ewood Park we like, just won't be able to do it like it, the way that the fixtures work like you play your rivals it's always the same it's like early November or late October it's not too early in the season it's quite you know in the season and then normally late February early March but because we both qualified for the quarterfinals of the FA Cup the game had to be moved so right. they Early April, mid-April, I can't top stop my head. So we shouldn't have played him that time. So we we we, we should have played him in March and just been another standard victory. Um,
0: yeah.
1: So it's so many things had to happen for that to happen. Like we had to be so dominant. The rest of the league had to be pretty pitch, apart from Sheffield United, really. Um, we were so far in front and so dominant. Like so many things have to happen to repeat that. They'll they'll never. That will never be repeated, and that's why, like I said, it has to be now. My favourite ever away game. Just, just, it's weird because normally I go to Ewood e- Park and my first thought is, oh, look at this. Horrible. Horrible <laughs> people. But now, so I, I, go to, I, go, I I said earlier, Scuntobe is a dump, and it is. Like, when I go there, I'm filled with happy memories because we won promotion there. So it's going to be weird. Like When I go to Ewood Park next, am I going to be filled with happy feelings or am I going to be like, ooh, horrible? Like, I don't know. It's going to be weird. But um, yeah, enjoyable. Really enjoyed that
0: that's class yeah so was that because you mentioned when we are talking about uh, Man City you mentioned another game where you were pretty animated was that that game was that that t-
1: that um... uh, no it was it was Middlesbrough uh, when we won promotion at Middlesbrough because I don't know why because I've been on a few away games with the, the disabled friend that I mentioned earlier and sometimes he'll get a disabled ticket or whatever and I say I don't want to be disabled and like, with all due respect I, I want to sit somewhere that's a bit more lively um, but then they'll, they'll give me a, a ticket with him and then I'll try and swap it with somebody else or I'll just sneak off because people don't bother on away games. They're not, that's my seat. you stood up anyway, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, but for some reason, in the Middlesbrough game, they give me a disabled stand ticket. And because I'm on my own, I thought, I'm not bothering going back there. I'll just stand here. Um, but because it was actually quite lively because the people behind me were lively, the people in front were lively. Uh, and in this disabled end, you get a helper's ticket, which I think is free. Um and a lot of the helpers were there in the disabled end, and you can see the Middlesbrough fans. I don't know if you've ever been been in an away game at Middlesbrough, but you can yeah. see see them right there, and especially on this disabled end, they were giving me a lot of grief, and I don't know why. They, I could see like a few of them like giving me wanker's like, Shit. And, and and when we won the up, I'm like, hey, get in, and then they <laughs> and they were giving it quite big there, and I'm like, fuck it, we're not going to go. Off. I've come all this way on my own. That's the only reason I went on my own. So I'm I'm not missing winning promotion. So I went all this way on my own. We're not going to go up and we scored. And I don't know why. I didn't think to myself, I'm going to run over there. I'm going to run. For some reason, I just ran. I just ran. <laughs> yes, get it. Staying up now, are you? Uh, went mental. Um, and I, I didn't realise. And then when I realised where I were and what we were doing, I'm like, I probably look a bit of a dick age or calm down. So then I went, went and stood back where I were. And then uh, I got a text message from someone about four hours later saying, You look like you're enjoying yourself running to Middlesbrough fans and that guy. <laughs> Yeah, everybody can. <laughs> I don't know. have got no against Middlesbrough, and we had a bit of a do back in Dash days because Dash and Karanka were arguing and stuff. So Middlesbrough fans have created this like, weird fate rivalry for no reason. A Bit like Coventry did this year. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I've got no against them, so I don't know why I did it. I just think that obviously I'm probably trying to sit there and go, it's not affecting me. I'm okay. I'm not bothering me. But deep down, I'm seething. So then I, I think that's what it was.
0: <laughs> that's quality. So going back then again, just going back a little bit to the Deich days, because obviously it was incredible what Burnley did under Daesh Yeah. And, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier, ended up in a top seven finish and qualifying for Europe in the in the Premier League. So what was that like going to watch Burnley in Europe?
1: Yeah. I, again, like I said to you before, like I couldn't believe it in 2009 when I was 21. Like, I have to I have to go to every Burnley game this season. I'm never going to see Burnley. Yeah, and so I'm like I'm at Anfield, Watchers we'll get beat 4-0, I'm at Everton, Old Trafford, everywhere, Arsenal, everywhere. I went all the big stands, apart from Stamford Bridge, because I went there the year before. Um but uh, I did I had the same ideology when we qualified for Europe because I was like, right, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I am never, ever, ever gonna see Berlin in Europe again. Um so I have to go to the first game. I don't care where in Europe it is. That first game, I'm 100% going. I, my little boy had just been born, so he's like four months old at this point Still born in March. Right. And the drug comes out, and I'm thinking, I'll go anywhere. Send me Slovakia. Send me Moscow. I want to store it. Yeah. And I want Aberdeen, and I can not <laughs> believe it. We were all gutted. Again, nothing against Aberdeen, but we are all fuming. I'm like, Aberdeen, no. that's that's. Just, I can get in my car and go there. I wanted a proper European experience. Um, and because they, their season had already started, Aberdeen, like they were well into their stride, like, we played one friendly. So I'm like, we could end up getting knocked out here. Thankfully, we got past them. Um, but I actually went to Aberdeen, right? And because I was like, I want a European experience, I flew. I didn't drive, <laughs> I still flew to Aberdeen. But all other Burnley fans had the same idea as me. So <laughs> I, I didn't realise, because I'd slept on plane tickets. I'm like, ah, everyone's going to be driving, I'll I'll see what everyone else wants to do, then all my mates agreed, let's fly. So we flew. No tickets from Manchester Airport, which is obviously the closest airport to us. The other one that's quite nearby is Leeds-Bradford, none from there, none from Liverpool, John Lennon, I don't think they even did flights. Um, So I had to drive all the way down to Birmingham International, whatever it's called, park there, and get Two tickets, two, uh, sorry, three plane tickets up to Aberdeen to fly up there. Um, and I don't know if you've ever done a, a, a an inter-country flight, but it's just little crappy propellers. Yeah. I can't believe how feeble the plane was. And I'm like, are we going to survive? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we did. Um, but, yeah, Aberdeen. And I, actually, I couldn't have wished for a better better team because the, the fans were, apart from a couple of knobheads, the fans were all welcoming. I remember I were in this bar in a Burnley shirt, and some guy come up, I won't even attempt to do his accent, but he's like, Oh, you want you on tonight, then? Or are you just up for the day? And like, Yeah, yeah, we're on. He's like, oh, Excellent. Well, good luck. Well, good luck. And the next scene, know, these three beers come up, and that like, Oh, they're from so and so. just been chatting to you. I'm like, Oh, nice one, mate. I'll get I'll get you on. He's like, Oh, don't bother. I'm off now, but a good look at all this. And I, they, they were really, really welcoming. Like, fantastic. really enjoyed it. And it ended up, I ended up getting like an Aberdeen shirt and stuff. I won't say they're my Scottish side, because um, I yeah. follow Scottish football. I can't. It's so dreadful. <laughs> um, but I do have an Aberdeen shirt somewhere stairs my little boy's got one as well. Um, like I said, he was zero at the time. But my mate had a little boy who was about five, so we got him at Aberdeen. Then when he grew out of it, he just gave it me, and my little boy's got it now. Um, I didn't go to Istanbul because we beat Aberdeen. Yeah, took them to extra time. Or should I should say they took us to extra time. Whatever at the turf after two one ones. Um, then we got through them there. Didn't go to Istanbul because we got Istanbul next. We drew nil nil at Bishakshir drew nil at the turf again. Had to go into extra time. Thankfully, we won that. Um, but then we got Arcos in the next round and I was gutted, but at the same time I was like, wow, Burnley are playing Olympia Burnley from Division 4, a town of 90,000 people, if that, are playing the most decorated side in Greek history, so I said to uh, Parker's mum, I'm not with her anymore, but at the time obviously we were and I was like, right, I'm going and she's like, well you went, you've already been to one, I was like, I know but I'm going again and she was fuming but I was like, <laughs> I have to go I'm sorry it's, it's never going to happen again so we went again um, and again a bit silly I'm just I'm just usually organising stuff so I slept on tickets again So um, well, the journey we had to make me and my friend Simon um, we drove from Burnley all the way down to Holyhead which obviously is North Wales got a ferry from Holyhead to Dublin Fucking stayed up. in a hostel overnight in Dublin Honestly, the host, I've never slept in a hostel before and I never will again. I'm more of a hotel man myself. <laughs> All these people traveling around in hostels, they deserve medals. <laughs> the stench, hit. someone was snoring. There were, there were only two beds free, but my friend, he was a disabled friend. So he, he was like, I, there were two top tier bunk beds um, that we booked, but one bed was a bunk bed free and it was mine. So I'm like, I'll just have that. It's nice and easy. Get it done. Get my head down. Um, but he went on a bed underneath, which was free, but it wasn't his because there was someone else in his. Um, and then someone come in about an hour later, and I think he's, he's trying to wake my mate up. But my mate just had the idea of if I pretend to be asleep, he will go away. <laughs> but he stayed asleep, I was like, mate, mate, mate. trying to wake up. apparently he got his torch out, shone it in his face. i was asleep at this, point, but he shone his torch, if he's like pretending to be as close, and it ended, he just he just gave up. Um, but yeah we only got three hours sleep because the flight were like uh, that stupid o'clock so then we had to go from Dublin wherever we were staying to Dublin airport then fly to Dublin to Athens uh, and then make our way um, to the apartment that we'd rented who screwed me over by the way I remember I, g- I gave them a credit card they were like oh it's not worked they're like oh, fair enough use this card then so I gave them an, oh yeah that's worked turned out it had worked on the credit card and they charged me twice oh no they said they gave me back and even showed me a receipt like hey I've got a receipt for you I never got it back I don't know I gave up. One- these days I'd be a bit more like, no, you can't do that. And I, I'd, I'd but I think I just could be bothered. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, obviously I, I've never been on a football game. People do it. Like you'll ever see, you always see like Big Dave or whatever, like at, at front, like with his top off and his massive belly and stuff. I've never done that. But I was so hot on that game. Of course, I took my top off. That's <laughs> how hot it was it were unbelievable. But um, yeah, we got beat three one, but it was good to see his equalise. It was good to see us score. We got a penalty. Um, but he's the owner. Uh, the owner of Olympia is the owner of Nottingham Forest now, isn't it? And he, yeah. he, he's a dodgy character. It um, was fuming at half time, apparently, because we got that penalty. Um, so he's gone into the referee's changing room, kicking off. And lo and behold, five minutes into the second half, or whatever it was, we get someone sent off. And I think they got a penalty as well. And we definitely got someone sent off. Ben Gibson got sent off. Um, and then they win the game quite comfortably. and then- <laughs> We went one up at the turf and then was like, Oh, maybe, just maybe, but I think they equalised as well. So, um, yeah, the European journey came to an end quite early. So sometimes when I say to football fans that, like, Oh, I've seen Berlin in the Europa League, like, no, you haven't, you've got beating qualifiers. <laughs> I'm like, well we have because I saw him play it annoys me because you see like Celtic every year, like, in Champions League or Rangers or whatever, they'll get like paid in the decorators from Slovenia that <laughs> you've never heard of. Olympia or for the three teams that we got, Aberdeen an half decent side in Scotland, Bushacki, which come like the retirement home for all the really good footballers in Turkey or, and I don't know what it's like now but they were playing against like some like and Gael Clichy for example were there like Adibayol all were playing for him you know they were a decent side and they yeah. were like, like for God's sake but um, I think we'd have gone down that year if we'd have got through to groups because we were so bad at the start of the season in the Premier League uh, that had continued all the way through to Christmas would have been relegated by January Um so yeah, it is what it is. But I really enjoy. It. Who knows? We might have a random cup win and do it again. But I do think that will probably be the only time I'll ever see Burnley in um in the Europa League.
0: Yeah. So both both times where you travelled away in Europe, you set off in the wrong direction. Is what I've done yeah on that.
1: yeah yeah um, yeah. Yeah. Um. I just I'm just useless at organising. Even away games. That like sometimes I'll, I'll mess you mates. I'm like, oh, you're going to Cardiff next week. That like, ticket sold out three weeks ago. Like, all right? Bloody hell. Thankfully I've got a friend who knows people so we can be like, Oh, can we get tickets for this or whatever? Um but towards end of last season I started doing it right. i set notifications on my phone, like that t- I don't know why they've come out so early tickets. That's six weeks in advance. I know one needs to be that organised. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I started doing it right, organising myself a bit better. But but yeah.
0: So what, what what was what was it what was the experience like inside the Olympiacos stadium then? Was it noisy? Was it how yeah. was it different to sort of English fans?
1: Well you're in you're in this big Netting box, first of all, that's the first thing I experienced. Um, is they got netting all around you. I mean, I know, I know they, had, they have stuff like that all, all around Europe all the time, but I've, I've never experienced it. Um, it but like I said already, the, the, the main striking thing was how hot it was. I couldn't believe how hot it was. But we we're in Greece in early August, late July, I can't remember what it was, I think it was early August um but yeah the atmosphere the atmosphere was good they kept setting off flares and stuff like that you know chanting chants like they could be calling you know Matt, me a see next tuesday for all i know but they're all in a foreign language so you can't respond to the chants but yeah it was good i've got some videos on before and of them all just partying and setting off flares after match uh they, st- they stayed around for about 20 minutes after the match olympia because setting off flares and partying it were, that were a bit weird um but yeah you're an experience um I've been to a few England games as well, so I've, I've, I've experienced that before. Um, I do like to follow England. Um, not so much last few um, times, but I went to France in 2016, went to Nations League, and you know, I've been to watch them in away games. do really enjoy that, so I've experienced it before. Um, but yeah, a lot of flares um, in the uh, Olympiakos stadium.
0: Yeah, so in those days then where you've been following England, is there a particular country or place that you've been that stands
1: out? Uh Probably Portugal. Like I said, I went for Nations League and that's probably the one of the time I liked France, don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I enjoyed Portugal because it, it was, like I said, the Nations League and everything was... I, I reckon Qatar would have been similar to this, but everything was centralised around uh, Lisbon. So the the main game, the first game that I went to was Poland, not Poland, Portugal, um, against Switzerland. Ronaldo scored a hat-trick, uh, including free kick. I was like, wow, what a bucket list moment this is. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm team Messi. Um, But even still, I was like, wow, this is incredible. Simonado scored a hat trick and a free kick. And I'm even there, I I hate hate the people that do this, but even then, I got carried away. I'm like, oh no,
0: lad. I hate people that do it.
1: (laughs) And then we went to, is it Gumirez for the England Holland, um, which is only about a half an hour journey out from Lisbon. Um, but I've got a weak bladder uh, and I've been supping beer all day um, and I said to police, Portuguese police, like, any toilets on this train? Why are you toilets? Like, no toilets, you can't go to a toilet now, um, you have to wait till we get there and like I said, it's half an hour, I am I was already busting, um, so I had to do a covert wee and a bottle we on my mates hiding around me, um, but, but <laughs> uh, Portugal, because it, it was hot, like I said, I went to France, um, but France, were, there were a lot of travelling in France, but um, France, so that that was a downside to that, but um, I, I really enjoyed Portugal. Having I mean, said that, probably my favourite foreign stadium where I've watched a match at, because I've been to New Camp, but I've never watched a match there yet. Um, hopefully I'll do that soon. Was the Stade Vélodrome, Marseille. Loved it. Um, but that's when it all kicked off. That's the other thing. that lets France down. It were all just kicking off left, right, and centre. Russians were coming at English. French were coming at English. Everyone were blaming the English. So I don't know if you remember it in France 2016. No, when it I don't remember. I, I was caught up in all of that. I've got tear gas that like, three times. I, I, I honestly just having some lunch and then tear gas just comes over. And it's like what the Jesus! Like, yeah, Jesus.
0: All right, well we're we're coming to the end now, and it's been really interesting chatting to you. But I guess, and we've touched on it already, but I'm wondering what is, you know, what is the dream in terms of following Burnley now and moving forward? You're back in the Premier League. Obviously, it's yeah. fi- fixtures. Fixtures list gets released this week, doesn't it? And you've already mentioned you're looking forward to going back to Goodison, but. And I know you've 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 already sort of alluded to that. It's unlikely that you'll ever see them in, in Europe again. But is that something that you hope to do in the future?
1: Yeah, I'd love it. That would be the dream, excuse me Especially if it happens now, it happens now. Um, but I'd, I'd love to see us win a trophy. I'd love to see us win a trophy. I think that's the main thing: win a trophy. And it's just so so. Like you'd see teams like in eighties, like Leighton what FA Cup. You know what I mean? And Everton in ninety five. that's not the best examples. They are quite a big club and were actually decent back then. But at Wigan, not that long ago actually, like what, 2010. Now like, you would see these clubs win trophies. It just don't happen anymore that much, really. Like City and United and Liverpool and Arsenal, the big six just win everything. And now you got Newcastle as well. It's just going to be so difficult. But I-, I would love to see us win a trophy. Yeah. That is dream. Um. And obviously that would then put us into Europe. So if we can, if we can win something <laughs> and then get into Europe that way, that'd be fantastic. Um. But yeah, getting into your—I'd—I'd I'd love to take my little boy to to like a European game. Um, that'd be that'd be really really good. Uh, my dad don't do away games so much these days. Uh, he went on one last year. We got beat five two at Sheffield United. He's like, I'm not coming again. <laughs> um, so I'd love to take my little boy. And if my dad would want would want to come on, you know, my dad's in his sixties now. Um, so you know, this time in twenty thirty years, I won't I won't be able to have that opportunity to to to, to do stuff like that with my dad. So I'd love to be able to go somewhere, watch Burley win a trophy, with my little boy on my left hand side, my dad on my right hand side, just experience it all together, and then and then going to Europe, take a little boy around Europe. Like, imagine Burnley. Like, it's, it's more difficult for us to win a trophy now, but I think it's probably easier to get into Europe.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: Brighton have done very well. Don't get me wrong; they're a very very well run side. But ten, fifteen years ago, they were tiny. They were playing at the Whiteman Stadium. Now everyone sees them as this big, amazing, massive club. <laughs> I think you're quite small, Brighton fans. If you're listening, <laughs> um, but it's, it's the Amex. It blinds people. It's the Amex. It's a brilliant stadium to be fair. Um, but look at Brighton. Look at West Ham's different example again because they've got you know the facilities uh, and so do Villa. But if you look at where Brighton and Villa were six, seven years ago, even that, then now they're both playing in York next season. So it's it's it's. it's Opportunity. I'd take the Conference League, of course I would. I'd, I'd love to take the Conference League and watch Burnley play. I think that's the one thing I was robbed of last time. As good as it was to go to Aberdeen and Arcos, I want to go. I want to go to a random country, you know, like Lithuania yeah. and play. I've never heard of and go to an absolute shack. That's, yeah. that's what I want to do. I'd love to see Burnley in that sort of scenario. That that would be my. Job. Obviously, if we ever got to Champions League and played Barca, that would be that would be the ultimate dream. But like, let's keep it realistic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Lithuania, Slovenia, so not no, no offence to people from. There's nothing wrong with these countries. I just want to go to this random country? that's not <laughs> and then just go to like a, a four thousand seat stadium or you know, something, like a proper, like a proper dump, something like that. So yeah, win a trophy is my ultimate dream. I want, I want to see that before I die. Yeah, I want to see Burnley really win a trophy, um, but getting into Europe again, yeah, I would definitely take that hundred percent. I would love it.
0: Amazing, perfect. Well, thanks so much for your time. I've really enjoyed chatting to you, and it's um. You've got some great stories from following Burnley and I hope you have a good season this next season.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. It's been a pleasure.
0: Cheers.